This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training through a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that provides analytics and insights on recovery, strain, and sleep. Learn more at whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code NOMEAT at checkout to save 15%. I also want to quickly mention, if you haven't discovered it on your own yet, that we finally have a new website over at nomeatathlete.com, our first major update to the site since, I think, 2011, Doug. Is that... Uh... Is that an appropriate thing to do these days with the website? Is that how often you have to update your site? <laughs> Once every 10 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or nine years. Yeah. But we've got new blog and podcast feeds, recipe pages, and a whole lot more. It's finally the site that I've wanted us to have forever. And uh, it's designed to help you have a better Nomad Athlete experience. So thanks to Rainmaker Creative for the excellent design work. Check them out at therainlab.com. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomad Athlete Radio. Matt had a had a fantastic morning this morning. Oh yeah, why is that? Go for a nice run. Woke up run? early, got went out for a nice trail run with a couple buddies, and um, just I don't know. I just uh, I'm like overwhelmed with the amount of love I have right now for spring. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's bringing me so much joy. Yeah, spring is if, a good season. I would never con Mari spring if uh if I had if I had to. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you had to like declutter the seasons if, yeah again? if i had to declutter the seasons this it's one is not one deep. that this one brings me so much joy yeah. uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah we spent you? we spent all weekend prepping the garden and uh it's looking top notch yeah best best we've it's been ever and uh i don't know just loving it man nice good well our garden is also coming together we've had, we had a lot of flooding that kind of set back some things but like yard flooding or house flooding Yard, like the the rains that happened a week ago or whatever. Uh huh. Yes. You know, they a huge issue in my neighborhood. The one of the the road got knocked out by it, and really, there's all this controversy over whose fault it was. Yeah, it's all this big. Uh oh. Are people blaming you? No, nobody's blaming me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, it has nothing to do with me or our house or anything. Like that. Okay. But, all right. Good. Anyway, so, but that's what that's what it's like here. And the soccer field flooded again. That was almost back to after a year of work. Ugh. Big soccer complex flooded again, set them back. But I think it not not a major, huge setback. Just a, another month or two. Yeah, this global warming, man, it's real. <laughs> you know what? I was looking at uh, looking at our iTunes the other day. It's a little tangent on uh, on podcasting, um, and one of the comments that like pops up when you Google search our our podcast is that is calling us a meat industry shill. <laughs> what? It doesn't even make any sense. What does that mean? It means we're like a show for the meat industry, like a spokesperson well, for the meat industry. Name for our podcast, then? If that's what I know. <laughs> like, like who would do that? Who would even say such a thing? It makes no sense at all. Yeah, I know. People get mad when I when I say things like eat ninety percent plants, and that is, you know, scientifically hard to distinguish from eating hundred percent plants as far as your health goes. Ethically, of course, huge difference. But people don't like that. People like, uh, they like the all or nothing. Yeah. I think. But still, I just, I don't understand how, like. We should clarify, we are 100% vegan. But. We are. Absolutely. But but that's not a health decision. That is an ethical decision. The health decision is eating, is to eat 90% plant-based. Right? The other 10% is up to your ethics, at least for me. Yeah. 
Anyway, well, so if you want to bury that, if you want to bury that review, then I recommend people go ahead and subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. <laughs> you know, we never asked for that, and we should because every other podcast, still after all these years of podcasting, uh, does ask for that. So if you actually, if you do like the show, it would be cool if you would, uh, if you would go mm-hmm. leave us a nice review and rating. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Speaking of reviews and ratings, actually, nothing to do with that, but um, I have some news. Okay. I, uh, I, if you open up the latest edition of Runner's World magazine, I get a two-page spread. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew that the, I knew the shoot was happening. I didn't know. So you know, sometimes these things fall through or whatever, and you don't, things get cut and all that. Mm-hmm. But made it into two pages, huh? Made it into two pages. I and I, it's kind of funny. I, I was expecting it to come out next week, and um, uh, some people who subscribe to the magazine, which I admittedly don't, um. We're sending me, we're like fl- flipping through it, didn't know, and you know, there I was. Big old photo of me in my living room. Huh. Yeah. And what, uh, is, it, is the whole article about you or is it about the running streaks thing? It's the, about the running streaks. So the whole like, the main like uh, theme of the, of the magazine here is, uh, is running streaks. And um, it's an article written in first person, but I didn't write it. It was an interview that I did. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, that is weird. Yeah, uh, um, an article about uh, about this 442-day running streak I did um, the, for the, the days of my engagement leading up to my wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you ran, you ran with me that day, right? Yeah, I ran with you on, on I guess on it was the, the wedding, wedding day. day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that morning. Um, yeah. And you stopped after that, or did you keep going? No, no, I stopped after that. So it started, like, I think it was probably three or four days after we got engaged. We went to this event that um, it was about, like, pilgrimages and kind of, um, you know, daily meditations and practices that kind of lead up to something big. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Like, I should totally do something like this leading up to our wedding as I'm, as I'm, you know, going through this big transition, life transition and kind of setting myself up for this big change that um you know that's about to happen and you know to take some time every day to like reflect on it and to take some time every day to kind of be with myself and be focused inwardly and so i started it as this kind of daily meditation and um it turned into this running streak that lasted up until the wedding day wow i mean i knew that but wow (laughs) wow that runners world decided that is uh I mean, just, I mean, what, what's wow is like that that thing that, you know, you told me about one day that you were doing and then we talked about it a few times that now that is in Runner's World. I think that's cool that that has happened, obviously. I know, um, yeah. For some reason, I was under the impression that this article that was being done or, or your feature in the magazine was going to be like an article where they, where they featured five different running streaks and talked about different, you know, motivations for them and things like that. But it wasn't that. This was, this was like your own thing in the context of the whole magazine being about... Running yeah, well, right? so the, it's uh, it's like 39 inspiring runners and hacks, and there's like six or seven different people who share their stories. So there's there it, it is kind of like that. There's like six or seven different runners with different stories like mine, you know, weight loss or uh-huh. kids, time, and, you know, that kind of thing. And then uh, and then a bunch of like hacks and tips for, for starting your own streak. Cool. Yeah. And is, uh, is Nomi Dathic Radio mentioned? <laughs> no, no yeah. athlete is only mentioned in the uh, in the context of uh, of who I work for, um, and and I was kind of and I was kind of bummed that like I had done strategically I had because we did this whole like photo shoot they sent out a photographer and we did 
running photos and photos on the trail and, you know, headshots and, and then mm-hmm. all these like photos in my office and then on my couch. They wanted to, so like, you were thinking the whole magazine was going to be Doug Hay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought, <laughs> I mean, this was like 800 <laughs> photos. I figured it was going to be like a big, like, you know, spread of, of different photos. Of me. <laughs> no, no, but, but I had strategically worn a Nomad athlete shirt and as many of them as they would let me. And then they would be like, okay, now, now put on a jacket or, and uh, you know change your outfit and uh and they chose two images where you cannot see the nobody athlete shirt so so maybe runner's world is the shield for the meat industry <laughs> maybe 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 <laughs> no I, you know so i i didn't I, I to be fair they had kind of warned me that um logos were frowned upon right so i didn't right. i didn't expect them to choose one of those but i you know i thought maybe if there were enough good ones then they would uh they would do it yeah right Cool. Well, that's exciting. If you're a Runner's World reader or sometimes reader, go out and get it, and you can you can read Doug's story and see what Doug looks like. Mm-hmm. People may not know. You can see what my living room looks like. That's right. Because I'm, I'm sitting on the couch drinking a beer and reading uh, Scott Jurek's book, North. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. Were you yeah. doing that when they showed up? <laughs> no. no they were like all right now now it was it was like nine o'clock in the morning they're like what do you do to relax and i was like they're like do you watch tv i was like well we don't have a tv and and I, not that i read all that often admittedly i'm not katie looked at it and she's like when was the last time you sat on the couch and read a book um <laughs> but but i was like well i guess i'd like you know read and that kind of thing so sat down and they're like do you drink beer and i was like yeah of course so opened up a beer and <laughs> it's kind of funny i think i think my favorite part though is is um like uh right the are the like you know so there's a bunch of people featured you know the the people right before me so like right before you flip to me is um is actual streakers and like the history of actually streaking in um at different sporting events and stuff Uh (laughs) uh-huh and so you like have all these pictures of naked people where they have like blacked out bars (laughs) and you turn the page and it's like me on the couch (laughs) Uh, it's pretty funny that is funny (laughs) good well go check out runners world magazine what what uh month is the issue doctor in case people need to well it is um it is the uh, good question here. Let me look at it. It's the displays until July second. Okay. So good. the June, probably the June, since it just or the May and June, yeah. since it just came out. Good. Cool. All right. Well, should we get to our topic for the day? Yeah. This is the first time we've done an episode just me and you for a long time. I think right. We've well, had, like, we did the the recap we did. last week. Oh yeah, that's right. We do okay. First time we've had a topic. First time, yeah. First, first time we haven't just been talking about ourselves. I guess we're talking about ourselves here, but yeah. But okay, it just feels like a long time since we've done an episode like this, mm-hmm. which is kind of our our bread and miyoko butter. <laughs> I do like miyoko butter. Oh my gosh, I had never had miyoko butter until recently. Oh really? Yeah. What are you doing, Doug? I don't know. I had never had it. Like, if we needed butter, it was like the Earth Balance stuff, and, which you know exactly, right? It's like not very good, you know. So you just like use it in recipes or something if you had to have it, right? Um, yeah, the milka butter you put on bread and eat it. It's so it's good. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to the beach with some friends and they brought it, and um, I couldn't believe how good it was. Yep, I have no idea how healthy it is, but I mean, it's it's not as healthy as her cheeses because a lot of those are just cashews and like 
miso or whatever their their fermenting agent mm-hmm. is not fermenting but cultures um it's you know of course the butter is much more proportionate of oil compared to everything else but right. uh still very good i don't think it's i don't think i don't think any kind of butter product like that is probably going to be healthy but it's really good so nice alternative to earth balance definitely anyway uh as i was saying these these used to be kind of the only episodes we did we didn't really do interviews we just would pick a topic and say let's let's you know share our share our knowledge on that topic or share our experience in that topic if it wasn't knowledge um but it's been i don't know been a little while because we wanted to mix it up wanted to have some interviews which we did and good to be back just doing one of these (laughs) (laughs) so uh why don't you doug just set this up for us because you were the one who who read the email that uh gave us the idea yeah so after after last week's episode where we talked about my 100 mile race um got some great feedback you know heard from a bunch of people which was wonderful um and, but somebody wrote in and was just like i you know i i think i'm interested in everything you're saying and it sounds awesome but i just have no idea how i could have the time to train for something like that and eat a plant a healthy you know whole foods plant-based diet and take care of my kids and keep my job there's just no way i could have time for any of that and um and so, you know, it's just, it's like, it's a common question that I think you and I have both heard a lot, right? Mm-hmm. When, whenever we're training for something or working on the blog or, or whatever, you know, people are like, how do you, how do you have time for that? Right. Do people ask you that? Yes. We get that all the time. And I don't know. It's, it's always hard to give good answers. Um, we're going to try here to give answers from sort of different perspectives, I guess, or different types of answers. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think people just, it, it's difficult. I don't want to like try to, it's hard to put myself in other people's shoes and say, look, you can have time. Just stop doing this or start doing this. Or this actually doesn't take that much time because there are people who who have just much more demanding schedules than we do, right? Like people, like a single parent mm-hmm. who also has to work, maybe work two jobs or you know, has a long commute to their job and, and they literally can only run if they were to get up at 5 a.m. and run for an hour before work or half hour before work. Or once the kids are in bed, you know, go out and do their run then somehow if they can even do that. Maybe they can't because they, they'd have to have a babysitter, right? Or like right. squeeze it in at work. So like there are people who have harder schedules than, than we do. So I don't like to say like, oh, look, it's it's not that hard. You just have to do this. Um, but I do think like when people, when people hear 100 miler, and for you, I think it maybe it's different. Like you, you've done, well, maybe not. Cause I was gonna say you've done more mileage than I did for mine, but I know this time you said you kind of did, you just sort of accepted that you weren't going to be able to train the way you really would like to, mm-hmm. uh, because you're a parent now. So of a young kid, no less. So I just think like one of the things with people with hundred milers, people think it takes forever or with marathon training, they think, well, that must take forever. Um, I don't know. Marathon training, it doesn't take that much more than just general fitness does. Like you got the weekend long run that does take a couple hours, but your your daily workouts or your most days of the week workouts are not any different or any longer than going to the gym or any other sort of like general fitness program would tell you to be doing, spending 30 to 45 minutes out there, you know, moving. So of course, a hundred miler is more than that. But for me, it wasn't that much more like my, my daily run, I think was a seven mile run. Like my, mm-hmm. my typical during the week run was seven and I did that maybe four times in the week. So that would take me 
an hour, but it wasn't like just this is some, I don't know. You think, I think 100 Mile, you think, well, that person must be running three hours every single day of the week, and they must not have a job, or they must have to do nothing other than run in their free time. And that's not really the case. I mean, you your, your weekend, yes, is, is taken up by long ones, but your during the week doesn't have to be. Is that fair? Yeah, that is fair. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it might be a little bit longer, you know, if you're doing seven miles instead of a 30 minute, like power session right at the gym. Um, but I mean, it's not going to be a life changing shift for you. I don't think if, if you're already doing regular fitness, um, to run a hundred miler or to run a marathon. I mean, either. Yeah. I mean, the marathon is not a life changing shift, right? I mean, it's, it's just the hundred miler like is, but I think you get there gradually Right. that it never, it just doesn't become hours and hours of time during the week. It, that's only on the weekends that it, you have to do mm-hmm. that. So yeah. anyway, I know that is, that's hyper-specific. That's not the question. It's not, it's not how do you train for a hundred mile race? I don't think. How do you fit that in? It's just how do you have, how do you have the time to take care of your health as far as nutrition goes and exercise goes, still be a parent, a good parent, uh, still work, still have any other hobbies, right? That That's yeah, more mm-hmm. what it is. Right. Good. So uh, how do we begin to answer that one, Doug? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I mean, so, I, you know, I guess, like, there's there's practical advice, right? There's, like, actual tips for, you know, saving time or fitting things in. Um, and then there's kind of more philo- philosophical life changes and um, and and prior- prioritizing of, of things, right? Yeah, and that's what I think makes it difficult to answer for me. Uh, I, it's not like... I mean, I think if we had a bunch of hacks that, that said, here's the 10 time hacks that will save you 15 minutes each, and once you do all of them, then you're saving 150 minutes, mm-hmm. which, Doug, I believe is at two and a half hours, right? <laughs> I don't know. You're the so if you do all of them, then, then the end of the day arrives, and now you have two and a half hours where you have nothing to do, so you just you just do whatever you want to. Uh, it doesn't work that way. My, I, I've never really had that many like great time hacks. I've for, never have figured out time management. I've tried so many different systems and programs and journals and things and i just can't get myself to do them so i i don't have those time hacks i mean you can you can offer some like we talk about the i don't know if you're going to wake up to run in the morning and sleeping in your running clothes idea basically removing any any bit of friction between you and and getting out the door uh you know there are things like that that we could we could talk about yeah um, but but i think that in generally speaking those are just like so fleeting right and yeah, and you know they save you f- three or four minutes, but we're not talking about saving three or four minutes. We're talking about like, how do I get home from work and cook a really healthy meal and take care of my kid and go for a run without driving my wife insane? You know, right, right. And I think what's really hard is that it's something that, like, I feel like I am pretty good at this now, and I have a feeling you are as well. Uh, you know, maybe even if, if you don't realize you are, I think if someone who, like like this example, someone sort of gets a glimpse into your life and they say, wait a minute, how are you getting all of that stuff done? Um, I think it's just something that has developed over time. And I think mm-hmm. it comes from the mindset of, you know, having the proper philosophy around what is important and what isn't important. I don't mean to say proper as far as what's important, but like a philosophy as far as being uh, choosy about the things you do and choosing only to do things that, that really do offer value and not, not falling into time-wasting things. Um, 
but I think also like a certain amount of skill just gets learned as far as like how do you how do you manage healthy eating for example like and a, a good example for me is yesterday uh all of us went to my son's soccer practice so everybody we all got home at, at seven o'clock or something and had no plan for dinner but we had veggie burgers in the freezer because that's something we do is when when we make veggie burgers we make a huge amount of veggie burgers and we put them in the freezer homemade veggie burgers right? homemade veggie burgers yes so good healthy nothing not one bit of unhealthy stuff in them uh and i guess the small amount of salt could be considered unhealthy but that's the <laughs> least healthy thing in them um so healthy food and we had buns that were that were in the freezer as well and we had some kind of like we happened to have salad ingredients in so we quickly made salad when we got home uh, we had dressings that were made. So, like, it, it's things that we have, but it's not like we necessarily do the, on Sunday afternoon, every week, we prepare and do the formal, like, make all the stuff for the week and put it away. Because a lot of people will recommend that tip as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that kind of thing works. Like, I, I go through phases where I do have some success, and I'll I'll cook a lot of stuff for the freezer on a Sunday. But... I don't know. It's it was just it was interesting that this came up right now that we did this veggie burger thing last night, which is a very typical kind of night for us, where we end up winging it. But it's pretty easy to just wing it, and there's very little cleanup afterwards because it's just not there wasn't any cooking. We just threw veggie burgers in the toaster oven. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, don't know. our situation was remarkably similar last night, although we did do a little bit of cooking. But like, I got home at band practice at eight. Katie had just put Eliza down and. Uh, finished up like a little bit of work and we got, you know, we were both exhausted from a long day and it was eight o'clock and we didn't have any food. And it was just like, we open up the fridge and we have carrots and broccoli and an onion. And we made a stir fry, you know, with some quinoa and um, like super simple and some tofu, super simple. Um, did it in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, it was two pots, a quinoa pot and then the, the frying pan. And, um, and, you know, and then we had a really pretty healthy, clean meal. Yeah. And so I think there's there's a lot going on here. And this episode could get all over the place with us just sort of randomly <laughs> talking about things that habits we have and things we do. Um, but I still think that might be valuable because I do think I think this is sort of interesting. I didn't expect it to even go this way right now. But like when you say that, that all you did was throw together those things you had, mm-hmm. that implies you have some level of, of comfort right comfort yeah and confidence and competence with cooking food right not not in a gourmet fashion but but taking food taking raw ingredients and turning them into something that that seems like this is an actual meal mm-hmm. it also kind of implies the level of comfort and understanding with the philosophy we have talked about before which is that the simpler you are eating the healthier you are eating for the most part so a lot of people like if 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 we, uh, I'm trying to think of a shill for the meat industry joke, but I can't. Think of it. Uh, you know, people would hear that meal. You just said, what'd you say? Peppers, quinoa, carrots, quinoa, uh, and broccoli, and tofu. Okay, so tofu. So I was gonna say, but people would ask, where's the protein in that right. meal? Right. If if we were in that mindset, but see that even if you hadn't said tofu. That I agree. Tofu makes it feel more substantial and mm-hmm. and hearty as a meal. But like, when you have the level of comfort and and being okay with if you didn't even have tofu, that you could just fill up on vegetables and grains and mm-hmm. feel like that was an acceptable meal. And I think you should have that mindset because I think it's true. Um, you know that also adds 
a, a level of flexibility and, and ease of getting meals on the table. So my point is, if you were brand new to this whole lifestyle, and maybe this person who emailed was, I don't know if they were or not, but you know, it, it might sound like, well, like it just might be impossible for somebody to take that advice and go do it. Right. Right. It's, it's more like for us, it just took a lot of years of eating this way and evolving the way we happen to do it and what we're comfortable eating uh, to where it can be very simple. But I think if there's a, if there's a kind of a generalization we can make here, I think what both of us did was it only happened because we have this sort of simplicity focus mm-hmm. um, on purpose or not. I think we, I think we have both, you know, tend to be pretty simple in the way we eat uh, and probably in the way we, we do athletic training and, and probably in the way we, you know, organize our lives too, right? We both taught, we both do the, the uh, KonMari thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic of tidying up. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I think for me, that is kind of the theme, but we can talk about all different different ways that this kind of manifests. But I think that that simplicity, I wouldn't call it minimalism, but but just this sort of choosing the simple things, always choosing, always trying to find ways to add simplicity to your life, remove complexity from your life. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the time management hack rather than, you know, sleeping in your running clothes. Yeah, totally. I mean, because that, that's a lifestyle change. And that, that's something that literally can save you hours, right? I mean, if you're if you're a slave to a recipe book or a meal plan for the long term, you know, yeah, um, where you're having to, you know, go out and grab ingredients that you didn't realize you were missing for the recipe, or if you're just, you know, you're following a recipe that says it takes thirty minutes and it really takes fifty by the time you like read all the instructions and kind of don't chop onions as quickly as they do or whatever. Um, you know, then, then you end up, I mean, you waste so much time with that and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with meal plans, right? I mean, they can be hugely beneficial in helping you get to a place where you're comfortable just grabbing ingredients and doing something and same with recipe books. Um, and I love recipe, like I love recipe books for exploring new things, but you know, we cook one, maybe two recipes uh, a week and the rest of it is sometimes thought out meals that, you know, we've planned when we go to the grocery store, but a lot of times it's just exactly what we did last night which was what do we have and let's make that a meal you know yeah i think we are pretty much you know the same way um recipes just unless it's a recipe you've made a lot of times and you kind of know where it's going to go and what it's going to do and how many pots and pans it's going to dirty and you you know you know kind of know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. it's really hard to estimate how this recipe is going to work out as far as how long it will actually take and how much pots and pans will be dirty as a result because that's <laughs> right. like you know we still we do the same thing we make one or two things a night or a week um that are new but but like i kind of know that that's going to be a night where i don't do a lot of other things i don't do that on soccer practice night right so i think mm-hmm. that's what's it, it not to say that you can't have recipes because that is that is fun and without that i think i would get really bored with cooking uh and just find myself in in a rut but i think you kind of have to develop that stable of meals that you know you can make on your own when you're in a pinch and when you don't have what seems like much in the in the pantry or the refrigerator mm-hmm. uh you kind of start to develop those so i don't know i mean like we've probably done an episode about i know we've done blog posts about really simple fast meals that you can throw together with what you have um but that's a really important skill just kind of developing those and finding the five or ten things that you can you can go to very often another one that we do a lot is refried beans this is a lot when we're in a pinch and we probably only do it once every three weeks but 
uh, refried beans and you know either corn tortillas or whole wheat tortillas and put some salsa on the side and serve a salad with it or steam some broccoli and but just you know throwing beans into a into a I guess you'd call that a quesadilla I don't even know what it is but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know I just I, beans are such a good a good foundation and I feel like anyway I can whenever I can come up with a meal that is really fast with them uh, I will I will tend to use it again and again do you know what and you're probably gonna hate this idea <laughs> okay but you know uh, what we've been doing recently yeah again like once every couple of weeks at most but like when we're in a super pinch mm-hmm. um, is uh, is microwaving a sweet potato which I know uh, you and I are both typically anti-microwave um, <laughs> I'm not against the microwave for it. I don't mind it for the health reasons. I just don't like the clutter of it on the counter. It's yeah. huge. Well, we our house, you know, had a built-in microwave, and mm-hmm. um, and then I know you don't like sweet potatoes, but uh, <laughs> but so microwaving a sweet potato and then doing like steamed broccoli and just some beans uh, on the side and and maybe like a piece of bread or something like that, um, and it is so easy it mm-hmm. is literally zero cleanup except for you know whatever you're steaming the broccoli in um and it's like it's pretty good you know it's well balanced and not bad yes i don't i actually don't hate that i mean I, that's not something that i would like to do because i don't like sweet potatoes like you said but uh we have been in i've been in phases where we so my wife does has done a lot of times the chef aj thing and chef aj is big on potatoes so my wife will bake a bunch of potatoes my wife erin um Bakes a bunch of potatoes, and we have them in the fridge, and they're pretty easy to heat up whenever you want to. And you can do that in a, in a toaster oven. It doesn't have to be a, a microwave. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having a potato, dumping some black beans on it, dumping some salsa on it, maybe sprinkling with some lime juice, or if you happen to have like cilantro or something like that, that makes a passable meal. That's really not bad. It's pretty tasty. I mean, it tastes like a, tastes like a good Mexican food type meal. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I think, again, I mean, this is just like, it, our point isn't to give five meals here that are really easy to throw together. Uh, but we can do that because we just, we have them, right? And I don't think these are the ones that anybody is going to want as theirs. These are the ones that have just happened to work for us and that we like. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. Uh, We're not writing cookbooks about this stuff. No, because you, I guess you could, but I don't know. It just seems, some of it just seems so like second nature that it would it would just be silly to write a cookbook that said take a potato and dump black beans and salsa on it right right but anyway i don't know like if you're a college student like these types of meals are the way to do it right like we're talking about cooking recipes sometimes but just just get rid of the cooking recipes and just have five of these and eat one of them on mondays and one of them on tuesdays and one on wednesday and just that's how i would do it in college and trying to eat this way yeah yeah totally beer as well too (laughs) because <laughs> we, we originally yeah. talked about doing different life phases and how would you do time management in different phases of life so that you had time to exercise and eat healthy uh-huh. uh and college is like i mean just so much t- like drinking is such a priority uh-huh. that if you just get rid of it i'm right. not saying you you have to do that i mean that that's a sort of separate choice but like it's not just the, it's not just the drinking it's the being hung over like yeah. how, how many right. how many hundreds of hours have that i waste morning hours that i waste just like laying on the couch you know watching tv because i was hungover or sleeping right, in because right. i was hungover yeah, yeah or just horrible sleeps that you got uh-huh like yeah. if, if it you know i don't mind the i don't mind the time spent drinking and like 
that kind of thing. It's just, if I could have woken up fresh and like gone to the gym and, you right. know, gone to the store and gotten some healthy ingredients, like <laughs> that would have been a totally different, different I know, it, it would. And and at the same time, if you present that idea to most college kids, it sounds like just a horrible idea. Yeah. Because your whole life is focused around partying and hanging out with friends and all that. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I always wonder that if I would, if I, if you could go back and redo that, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely lessen the intensity of the, of the party focus. Yeah, I think, but I wouldn't take it all away because it was that's a great part no, of it. it yeah, I mean, I I get, I get no regrets about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but well, so I I do want to talk about fitness too. Uh, I talked about food here, but um, but first, I think we should we should bring up this awesome band that that people may or may not have heard of. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whoop. Band? Whoop. Oh, oh, I thought this was the Doug Hay band. Right? Oh, no, no, no. What are you guys called? What's your name again? Uh, Primitive Studio, but we're changing oh, that name. Okay. <laughs> we're, having, we're having major internal band conflict at the moment, wow. trying to find, the, find a, new, uh, <laughs> a new band name. Okay, yes, let's talk about this literal physical band, not... Uh, not primitive. What, what if I stopped us mid episode to uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to give a shout out to, to my band? <laughs> well, you kind of did. Uh, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, I've right. just done that. Mm. Okay, this episode of No Made Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training. Whoop provides a wrist worn heart rate monitor, that's the band, that pairs to their app that provides analytics and insights on recovery, strain, and sleep. That's what makes Whoop so unique. It helps you know when your body is recovered or when it needs rest by getting to know your nervous system through heart rate variability and quality of sleep. So, Doug, if you'd had Whoop in college, you may have, uh, you know, you may have started to realize that there was something wrong with all that drinking. Actually, in Whoop's literature, and mm-hmm. they they report that people uh, drink less and spend less oh, yeah, time on their that. screens when they have the Whoop band, Bec- and and I believe it because like you have this little uh, sleep coach that pops up and and you know says you should really get to sleep uh you know and you're like okay yeah he's probably right i should probably get to sleep and then like the next morning when you re- you kind of report back on how how you feel and uh one of the questions is like how many glasses of alcohol to drink yep yeah i believe it yeah i mean that's it's a perfect example of like when you when you have that check-in reminder about a habit you're trying to create mm-hmm. uh you get that daily thing that says how much did you drink and then it rem- and then if you had a bad sleep you will start to associate it. And I definitely drink less when I'm doing the sleep tracking thing. Yeah. Because you, that's one of the one of the enemies of good sleep. That's right. Yes. As we were saying, it has a built-in sleep coach that looks at the user's day and previous sleep performance and provides optimal sleep times to ensure that you, the user, are fully recovered the next day based on your specific performance goals. Whoop monitors heart rate 100 times per second, 24-7. And did that during uh, Doug's 100-mile race, as we talked about last week, to give you full insight into your day so you can optimize the way you train. And it automatically tracks workouts and gives strain scores that let you know how strenuous the training was on your body and see even more data like average heart rate, max heart rate, and calories burned. To learn more about the band, not Doug's band, but the the Whoop band, (laughs) the app, and insights, visit whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com. And when you're ready to get started, use code NOMEAT at checkout to save 15%. Whoop, 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 and uh, you know is. while while we're while we're paused, I think we should we should give another shout out to our awesome uh, our awesome new website here. I think we totally should do that. If you haven't yet, go to nomeatathlete.com. That is our website. You know, I bet a lot of podcast listeners have never been to nomeatathlete.com. I just get that sense that a lot of the podcast people do the podcast and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably probably know about nomeatathlete.com, but anyway, maybe not. 
uh, go to it. The homepage is all new and nice now. It has all kinds of pictures of people, and it's just nicer. I just like it way better. So now the blog is at nomadathy.com slash blog, which you get to buy a link from the homepage. Um, but what's really nice is now the podcast feed and the blog feed are separate. I love that about it. Mm-hmm. The recipes look nicer because instead of, like, you used to have to go read about, I don't know, my dog or my batch of beer exploding or <laughs> whatever was going on in my life. You had to read 10 paragraphs about that before I wrote the recipe of the day that I was sharing mm-hmm. back in the old early days of Nomiathi when I was doing lots and lots more recipes. Um, nowadays, when I do recipes, I may have a tiny little blur, but usually it's all about the recipe. Right. Uh, but anyway, the, the new site has, has the recipes sort of, they're still in those old posts, but they're also now pulled out and uh, put in their own section so you can actually just get at the recipes. And they're printable and all that. So that's better. Uh, I don't know. just looks nicer. doesn't look like it was built in 2011 like our old design was. <laughs> we said it's, it's long overdue. Uh, I don't know. Anything else to say about it, Doug? I think it's, I think it's good. We should have done this a long time ago. We should have. And, um, I, you know, it, just, it makes me proud to uh, send people to the site, which is cool. So. Yes. All done by Rainmaker uh, Creative. It's at therainlab.com. They also made our logo, by the way, which they did a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, so thank you to them. Check them out. And uh, yeah, but just go check that website out, poke around, buy some things, and uh, poke around more. <laughs> All right. Fitness. Okay. Finding time to work out. Yes. One thing, though, I know I know you said you teased that one, but I do want to more generally talk about something, hint at something that I want to get to later, which is that that college idea of just not drinking and, and how much time that would save you mm-hmm. um, is an example of identifying the things you're... Fo- like, being being conscious about the things that you are making priorities and removing ones that are just taking up tons and tons of time and have very little good to show for them mm-hmm. right again not to say that drinking and partying with friends doesn't have some good to show for it it certainly does but that's that's kind of the theme of of the time management thing for me so anyway on to on to making time for workouts yeah i mean right i mean I, you know i think that well so there's there's two i think it to me workouts fall into two camps right like there's like the people who who love working out, who love running, you know, like me, who just crave getting out on the trail or whatever. Maybe it's the bike. Maybe it's uh, your Muay Thai class, whatever it is. Like, it's just like feeding you and you can't, you like, you really want to make that a priority. And then there's, I think the other people who are feeling less motivated by the actual activity and just feel like they need to work out, uh, you know, it probably feels good. They, they enjoy it once they get out there, but they're just not like super motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, I think that that, presents two different issues when it comes to making time because like you like what you were saying is is um like if you really want something you're gonna wake up really early to do it or you're gonna you're gonna find that time and and make it work right but if if you just kind of want to do it because you know you should or because it, it makes you feel better but it doesn't give you like immediate satisfaction then it's much harder to do that yeah, I mean, this is, I haven't thought about this that much, but it has kind of, it just occurred to me, to me now that, like, I, you mentioned yourself as someone who just loves the actual getting out there to run. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not that type of person, but I know that when I am making workouts last and I'm, when I'm working out consistently, 
exercising consistently. It's because there's some purpose to it that, you know, I absolutely love. Like yeah. I've never, and, and I don't know, I mean, I guess people do, but I've never made a, uh, made something last for a long time, like more than a month. Uh, if it isn't tied to some, you know, really exciting goal or, or something that's just, you know, that I'm just thinking about all the time because I love doing it. Like to get yourself to go do something that makes you miserable for an hour or for half an hour. I just don't see how anybody could, could keep doing that for, for more than a month. I mean, I just don't think it's going to last, right? Which is probably why so many people struggle with, with exercise. Mm-hmm. So if there's a tip here from me, uh, it is just keep looking until you find something that actually is really exciting to you as far as what you can do, right? Like like for me, like the, the martial arts thing, like that was, that never feels like I'm doing this to go exercise for the day. It was, I'm doing it because I want to get better at this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in many ways, running was exactly the same for me. I wanted to get better to, to you know, meet certain time goals or distance goals. I guess for you, it's a little bit different. It's, it's you're wanting to do it because you love, I mean, you have that too, but you're, you lo- do it because you love how it feels to go do that. Right. Uh, but neither of us says we, we have run consistently because we knew it was good for us. And, you know, that was why, that was why we kept at it. Because things yeah. that you just know are good for you, but you don't like doing I just don't think they last. I mean, they, they really, I'm sure there's some people who do it, who make those things last, but mm-hmm. I, it, it's hard. And, I mean, I, and if you are, I don't even know if it's that good for you if it's, if you're making yourself <laughs> miserable all the time. But I, I mean, I think a lot of people fall into that camp where they just like feel like they have to go to the gym and get on the treadmill for a little while and then lift some weights. And like, you know, maybe, like I said, there's like, they, like, they gain joy from the way it, make some look or and that's fine too like if that's because that uh, as i was saying this like when i thought about weightlifting in college that wasn't really tied to any specific goal but i loved the idea that i was that i was getting in shape and and once i had started that program once i was through the first two weeks and was starting to see the gains it was like wow this is really exciting and then i would be learning more about it then couldn't you know looking at new programs and was just always excited about it Mm -hmm. so i think i think that's fine I just, and I think that's, that is one, you know, totally valid way of getting motivated. Uh, but I think you just need to find something like that, right? You need to find yeah, some totally. reason that it's not just drudgery that you're doing because the doctor says you should, or because you read that you should. I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I just can't imagine anybody actually makes it last with, with that as their motivation. Mm-hmm. So is that our is that our best tip? Find really <laughs> exciting for you. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I think that easy. that's I think that's a really important one. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that 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 is wildly important. You know, I I wake up a couple times a week, way earlier than I do on any other day, um, because I have a set of friends that go on trail runs, um, mm-hmm. and it's just it you know. It's not a time I really want to wake up, but every time my alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But I just love it so much, you know? And and I, like, make the time for that because right. it, you know, it just it makes me feel really good when I'm out there and when I'm done. I just love it. Yep. You know? And so, like, you just, you, you, you're able to kind of make time for things when they are prior, a priority. Yes. But even, that's... Go ahead. Well, sorry. That's really important, the, the making it a priority. So what I was going to say is that you can... If, if you just don't, if there's nothing about fitness that is motivating to you, if you just, I mean, if you've tried and thought about things and you've done it and just, you just never get jazzed by the idea of, you know, seeing progress, getting in shape or whatever, uh, 
at the very least, what you can do, assuming you're committed to doing fitness in some way or another, uh, is make the time more enjoyable in some way or another, mm-hmm. right? right? Which, you know, running for me during different stages has taken the form of a time to get out and listen to podcasts because I just otherwise was not finding the time to do that, but there were podcasts I wanted to listen to. So I got to the, this was during my 100 mile training, but I was actually really enjoying the runs themselves because I loved that I was getting out and listening to stuff that, that was interesting to me. So it felt like a really great use of an hour, uh, even when the running itself, you know, just wasn't that fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also during the training for that, an earlier stage of training for that 100 miler, I was in like a really kind of, spiritual is not, not the right word, but, but meditative and focusing on breathing and you know, trying to relax, I guess, you know, finding meditation through running. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that can be sort of interesting and occupy time and make it feel like it's benefiting you in, in, you know, other ways that, that maybe will start to make you feel excited about it. So though none of those may sound like a time management thing or how to have more time for running or for whatever your fitness activity is, um, because they're not, they don't, they don't create time unless, unless you consider that multitasking and now you're saving the time of listening <laughs> to those podcasts. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. add those things to your life to make the running or the exercise part more enjoyable because what that does is then makes it a priority, which is what you said. It right. doesn't give you any more time. It just starts to change the way you make decisions as what you're going to do because now this time is better mm-hmm. and that's going to help you to fit it in. Yeah, exactly. And then you're less likely to waste time on Facebook or, um, you know, watch an extra show or stay out late, you know, kind of just wasting time because you really want to wake up in the morning and go for the run, or you really want to, um, you know, go to the gym after the kids go down and, uh, you know, and, and the only way to do that is, is by not doing kind of wasting this other time doing other stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but so one other thing I kind of want to say though, is even if, even if you have like the best intentions and you really want to do something, uh, you know, sometimes like life is really time consuming, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and if you have a long commute or if you, um, you know, have kids or whatever, it's just like, it's not always as easy as just making a priority. Right. And, and I think one, one piece of advice that I have learned, you know, through trial and error, through, good times and bad <laughs> is um is how important it is to have your spouse or partner uh on board with it um with your goals and part of that is is a give and take right so like you know when i'm gone on saturday mornings for a long run like i know that that is putting extra work on katie mm-hmm. and um you know but she's supportive of that because she knows how important it is to me but that's also that also means that like I need to support her in things that she's finding really important and um, you know and take away and take you know prioritize her her big time commitment things as well like her goals as well. Um, and so what what I'm trying to say is I you know I think that it's it's so important to communicate that stuff to your partner and um, and work together because that will allow you to free up more time when you're both supporting each other and they're supportive of your goal and, you know, and you're supportive of theirs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, I think it's hard for a lot of people. That's definitely one of the questions that has come up a lot when we talk about time management. People say, what about my spouse um, or, or the person I live with? Um, yeah, I, like the thing that I often suggest to people 
and, and I do this myself. I don't know that it's the the best trick that suddenly it's going to change everything. But like I, when I have an idea like that, like let's say I wanted to train for a hundred miler, mm-hmm. um, and it, if it was going to be unexpected or if Aaron wasn't encouraging me to do it, and it was sort of an out of the blue thing that I wanted to do, then I would probably come and say, "Look, I really want to do this." Um, this is this is a weird example because it's not like it's not like I would need to ask permission or the, I mean she'd be really supportive and, and say yeah do it mm-hmm. but I'm just saying if it was if it was a situation where it wasn't like that I think if you come and say look I would I would love to like I, I want to do this thing it's going to require there's that you takes that you were you know making some sacrifices for me what what would you like to do that I can return the favor with. Mm-hmm. Right, I think coming at it from that instead of like asking like, "Hey, can you do me this favor?" I want to. This is really important to me, which is which is pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I just think if, if you're like off going over the top and saying, uh, I shouldn't say over the top, above and beyond, and <laughs> saying and saying, "I really want to help you do something too." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is it? And, and and hopefully without the the <laughs> the judgment, if that activity isn't a fitness thing, because that would that would cause it its own fight. But, you know, if you want to go drink beer and watch football, right. uh, you know, uh, I, let me do that for you to help to help make this a, a balanced kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that that is that is really important. And then in being kind of like for me, I've had to learn how to be flexible in my expectations of what 100 mile training looks like or, you know, what gym going, you know, what my fitness training looks like, you know, and that. I am doing runs after, you know, at 8 p.m., which I, you know, would have never done before. Um, yeah. Or uh, or my long runs aren't as long as I maybe want them to be or, or whatever, you know, because that's just, like, how life is at the moment, and that's totally fine. Like, that, you know, because, like, I'm still able to get it in, and, and like, I've adjusted my expectations, and I have the support of my wife, and, you know, and she jags, Eliza along to different events and they cheer me on and Eliza loves it. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel super supported in that, but at the same time I've had to like change my expectations on what, what training actually looks like. Yes. And I think anyone who's asking the question, like, how do you possibly fit it all in? I think that's one of the first places you should look is, is how can I change this, whatever assumption I have as to how, you know, the training or the cooking or whatever it is you're trying to fit in, how can I change the assumption of how that has to look mm-hmm. um, to, to make it fit? Because I, I think there are a lot of people who just think they can't do exercise because it would have to be when it's dark out or it would have to be at lunch at work. And, and for some reason, that's just like off the table for some people, mm-hmm. including me. Like I, I would never think about running when it's dark unless unless eventually it got to the point where I had to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. Um I also think you mentioned like spouses and supporting each other. I think that can be a really, or, or again, just the people you live with. Um, it can, it can be something that isn't just, they help you by making sacrifices. They can also be like your, your coach or, or your person, your fan who is encouraging mm-hmm. you, Yeah, which is, supports. which is really important. Like mm-hmm. with streaks and things like that, if Aaron or I are ever trying to do something like we really do try to help each other, uh, like if, if she'll, you know, start saying she's thinking about skipping her run today, uh, I don't say you should go run, but I will ask her questions that will help her, mm-hmm. you know, say like, well, how, how would you feel tomorrow if you didn't do that? Or like, wouldn't it 
feel good if you just got it done or something. I don't know. I just try to help in that way. And she does the same for me. And that, that really is a motivator because I don't like to be, I, I don't know. I just, I, I've heard you shouldn't have your spouse as an accountability partner because you both tend to be too easy on each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I don't like to look uh, lazy or anything in front of my wife. So I think it actually does help me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Another thing, this is, this is more of the hack variety, um, but it is top of mind right now for me. So I will mention it. Um, there's that don't miss twice rule. Have you heard that, Doug? No. When it comes to like trying to start a new habit, uh, especially one that you're kind of envisioning will be an everyday habit, mm-hmm. um, you, you don't want to. I mean, aiming for perfection is is difficult. Has a lot of of downfalls that come with it. Um, so don't miss twice is kind of a nice way of of stepping back from perfectionism while still having some boundaries in place. And the idea is that if you miss your workout or whatever your thing is that you're trying to do on a daily basis or on whatever the schedule is when you miss one then it becomes your highest priority not to miss the second one mm. not to miss the second one in a row i should say mm-hmm. um it's just it's just a really effective thing like for me you mentioned the reason i thought about this because you mentioned life just happening and getting busy and it definitely does and i'm it's one of the, i think the weaknesses in me trying to develop habits i would imagine in others too but but i noticed it for sure in myself that when I get busy, let's say I'm trying to stick with meditation or something like that. It's just one that I've, I've constantly tried and eventually failed at. Um, I'll do it fine until we have guests in town or until we travel. And that will be like the cutoff, like the absorbing state that I, I will then, it, it will ha- a week will pass when I don't do it and then it is finished. Mm-hmm. And I just won't get back to it again until several months go by and then I start to get motivated again. So I, I think having some sort of rule that is, something less than perfection but that that really keeps you on track like i absolutely will not miss two days in a row it's okay to miss one and it's okay if i miss one and it happens fairly often during certain phases right but just don't miss two i guess you know the one argument you could make and i've made this before in my head is like well if it's don't miss twice then i could just do it every other day and technically i would never be missing twice but i would only be doing half as much as i ideally want to do but when I think about that compared to the actual results I get from missing an entire week and then being done for months and months and months, every other day sounds pretty good. So I think, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I've kind of learned as I've gotten older to, to expect a little bit less. I don't want to say lower my standards because I, I still have a lot of really high goals that I set. But like the reality is it is hard to change and, and keep habits. So to have a rule like don't miss twice even if even if at worst that could mean you only do it every other day, uh, I think that's still so much better than the alternative of, of missing months and months at a time. I like that. I think that's a great tip. It's not mine. It's uh, I've heard it from different people. I think Leo from Zen Habits said it. James Clear says it in Atomic Habits. Uh, so it's definitely not my idea, but it's a good one. I like it. Well, I think that should be where we wrap up. Okay, I haven't done. I haven't given my two. Uh, well, let me just let me just. Again, revisit that theme that I mentioned, that idea of, of choosing things. And that's actually three things. This question has come up all the time for me, as I said, as we started this episode with. Uh, I, I never have a great answer because I don't have that many hacks, but what I what I have done, and I mentioned that I think you've done this as well, Doug, is just kind of, maybe not ruthlessly, but constantly be on the lookout for things that just aren't essential to your life that you can cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's that... There, James Clear, who I just mentioned, uh, he wrote a blog post recently that 
something like the ultimate productivity hack is learning to say no. And it's that idea of just, you know, every time you, you say yes to something, you're, you're, you're making a choice that you're going to do that and you're not going to do every other possible thing you could do in that moment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yes feels like the easy answer, uh, but, you know, it really is quite a, it's a restrictive, right? It, it's, it defines exactly what you're going to do. It means you can't do so many other things. So I try to say no to a lot more things. Um, this doesn't just mean events, though. I think this also means the things in your life that take up tons of time. It, I, it's such a cliche now to say, think about how much time you're spending on social media. Uh, but I think it's one that is totally important. I think there's a reason it's cliche. I think people spend so, so long on social media and their phones. Uh, iPhones now, I notice, have that new thing. What's it called? Do you know, Doug? The, um, yeah, the like screen weekly. Time. Yeah, screen time. Screen time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how many hours you... you spend on there and how many times you pick it up in a day mm-hmm. and I, it just it's just tons and tons of time that that goes into that and i'm not saying it's all wasted time some of it is essential for sure uh but man i mean you can spend so long on that sort of thing so i i don't know how people can get off of social media i, I don't know if it's best to do the digital sabbatical thing or wean yourself off or you know even if getting off of it is right for everyone i know when i get these questions like how do you do so many things uh it's always that I don't I don't do that, and then I don't really watch TV. Recently, I've been watching TV because I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I'm watching Spanish shows. But like, telenovelas? <laughs> no, but all the Netflix ones. Every, every show Netflix makes, to my knowledge, is has you know five different language tracks to it, mm. uh, which is really nice. But you know, something like that, and I, and I'm not going to say I don't ever watch Netflix because of that, because I do. And there are times when I do watch whatever The Office or Parks and Rec, my two shows that I watch. <laughs> again and again mm-hmm. uh but man i mean it's just when you cut out tv that's another one of those things that if you like if you're someone who puts the tv on in the background when you're just in a room which i used to do all the time and i can't believe i used to do that because it is so right. distracting now when i hear that on uh but it is it is quite easy and especially with netflix how it auto plays the next episode and all that like it is easy to put three and four hours into into something and, and ju- i mean I know it's pleasurable time for some people, but what if you spent half an hour doing that instead of four hours? Mm-hmm. and Or even one hour. <laughs> right, right. And took that time and, and you know, in a given day, that extra time maybe doesn't matter, but think about what you could do in a year with that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Add it up and figure out how many how much time that is during a year. I mean, you can, you can get a 100-miler done or whatever huge thing there is that just seems like, how could anyone have the time for that? I don't know. I don't know if it's TV. I don't know if it's social media for whoever's listening to this uh but chances are if you think you don't have enough time there's a good chance you are spending a lot of time on something that you could you could cut if if your priorities were different mm-hmm. i don't want to yeah. say it's everyone because like i said I, I think there are people who have much much more demanding schedules than i don't think it would be fair to say well look just cut out the un, the, the non-essentials um but ultimately it does come down to what you make priorities whether that's your work or your kids or whatever like those are priorities yeah. uh and that's what's going to get done are the things that you do make a priority. So it's, I don't think that's that helpful, but it's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it all boils down to priorities, whether it's food or fitness related. I think it's all, it's all about, you know, what you prioritize and, and then you, and then you find the time for it. Yes. Agreed. So I think we can revisit this topic maybe someday and, mm-hmm. and maybe focus it a little bit more, but, um, I don't know. So I guess if you've got questions or something or, or if we've triggered anything and made you wonder, let us know, and uh, maybe we'll do another sort of more focused time management episode in the future. But I like this, Doug. Good to do another one of these. Absolutely. Good to be back. It. 
the two okay. of us. <laughs> Sounds All right. good. All right. Thanks, Sounds everybody. Good. All right. Bye. Bye.